Have you received the Career Development Resource Newsletter? It is a bi-monthly digital career and organizational development communication tool for both working moms and their organizations. In this newsletter, you will receive resources such as career growth tips, career path guidance, employee and supervisor communication tips, career stories, inspiration, and so much more. If you've been waiting for the right tool and inspiration and motivation and confidence to get to the next level in your career, this is the resource for you. Make sure you click on the link in the show notes to download your complimentary copy of the Career Development Resource Newsletter. It comes out every other month, so be sure you sign up. Hey, Working Mom, I'm Latika, a working mom with four young girls, a career and talent development professional, coach, and author. Ever since I overcame postpartum depression and got back to working in my career vision, I have been on a mission to help working moms like you balance life and pursue their career goals or vision. In this podcast, I will share tips and inspiration on working life balance, career growth, career planning, productivity, self-care, and so much more, including our faith and its importance as working moms. View this as your one-stop shop to lead and grow your career and balance it all as we go through life together. So as you are working around the house, on your lunch break, or during your commute, get ready to laugh, talk back to me, and learn something new to be the boss mom you desire. This is The Latika Vine Show. Hey, working moms. I hope you are doing well. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Latika Vine's Show. And y'all know, I, I always tell you I'm excited about each and every episode, but I am especially excited about our guest today and what she's going to bring forth. I just can't wait. So I'm just going to to let y'all hear her for yourself. So thank you, Grace. Welcome for joining us. This is not your first time. You are returning guests. (laughs) So thank you for being here. But for those that have never heard your voice, don't know who you are, please tell us who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. So my name is Grace. Um, I am the CEO of Smile Biz LLC, Single Moms Incredibly Living Empowered. Is a personal development company where I teach high-performing women how to live a balanced lifestyle so they can be able to gain a life of peace, prestige, purpose, and prosperity. Um, by profession, I'm also a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I work in private practice. I treat mental health illnesses, substance use, um, substance use, and also do um, some counseling as well. I am a transformational coach. Um, I'm also a speaker, um, published author. I am also a published author, and I'm um, a teacher of God's word. I love to minister and teach God's word. And the best role of all, you guys, the best role of all is I'm also a single mother of a 13-year-old. He is a teenager, and y'all keep me in prayer because sometimes he's like, listen, bruh, what is you doing? <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I love it. So I wear many hats, but um. I'm here and I appreciate you guys having me. So that's pretty me. That's pretty much me in a nutshell. Yes. I cannot tell y'all how much I love Grace. I talk about her all the time. She is um, definitely a, a prayer warrior, prayer partner, um, sister, like just amazing, just an amazing person. Um, and I'm just so glad that we were able to connect when we did, um, and we are where we are today. Um, so I'm just excited to have you here, Grace. So thank you. So we We are are in this season 
of us shifting. We're, we're shifting. Our minds are shifting. Um, the way we walk, we, the way we talk, um, the, the circles that we are in have shifted. You know, in other words, we've leveled up um, yeah. our friendship circles because we realize that as working moms, we want so much more out of life. And I think with yeah. the pandemic, it's taught us that there can be so much more. Yeah, it's hard um, to, to, to be a mother and, and to work that full-time job. And, you know, for many of us, we have something going on in addition to the full-time job. Um, with you, you got like 15 things going on <laughs> on top of the full-time job. But, you know, you are also in, in the space where, you know, you mentioned at the onset that you're a single mom. So you are in this space or a season of your life where you're getting ready for marriage. You're getting yeah. yourself ready for marriage. Yeah. And so talk to me about Grace from five or 10 years ago, who really, you know, you weren't in the season of preparing for marriage like you are now talk mm -hmm. talk to me about where you were and then the steps you took to get to where you are where if you got married today you are prepared mentally physically and spiritually mm -hmm. to say I do to a man of God mm -hmm. Ooh, girl <laughs> I don't think you have enough time for all this um I've never put God in my relationships, never. Um, and that was my biggest mistake. Um, I would say five, 10 years ago, you know, one thing my mother always, because of her experiences, she always was honest about pray, being prayerful. Um, and I never really took heed to that. You know, I was like, I never really understood the importance and impact of a lot bringing God into your life. I mean, we can bring God into our God, help me get a job. God, help me get a specific job. We pray about our finances. Um, we pray about education. But it seems like when it comes to relationships, we tend to keep God out of it. I don't know if it's real more fear or doubt or whatever the case may be, or maybe because we haven't been taught the importance of it because you know we've been taught well marriage is not guaranteed which is which is understandable god did not specifically pro promise us marriage but he did promise us to give us a life and a life more abundantly it's not just eternal and i believe that um marriage is a ministry and i believe that marriage is part of the promise for those who are called to marriage and i feel like we haven't been truly taught um, the the significance of how marriage was even designed for people to even truly be prepared. You know what I mean? They just you, you're conference to death about marriage and all this stuff. You hear all this this information is one sided to the women, but it doesn't really talk about the internal things to get prepared for marriage, right? It, we don't we don't talk enough about that. And so, for me, five ten years ago, I was not in the Lord. <laughs> So I was in these streets, <laughs> you know, I was, I had a, I was in a relationship, but I didn't do, I wasn't doing it God's way. You know, um, I knew of God, but I didn't know God. I knew of prayer. I knew of fasting. I did those, those things. I had the religious obligation of having a relationship with God, but I didn't have a true relationship with God. So I didn't commit God to my relationships, right? I just went by what Grace wanted to do, how Grace felt at the moment. So um, five, 10 years ago, um, I was in a relationship and I was in a relationship that God did not ordain. In fact, God sent my brother to give me a warning, but I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't listen. I was like, no, I got this. I'm good. I didn't even know was God even using my brother as a vessel to let me know this is not something you want to be in. And, um, and prior to that, um, I, he, I've had other adult relationships, but they always fell apart because of the fact of I operate in dysfunction, you know, and I didn't really truly understand relationships anyway, because my first relationship that I had, you know, with my father was dysfunctional. 
So with that being said, that was the model that I had that, you know, men act a certain way. They're going to abandon you in any way because I dealt with a lot of abandonment rejection issues. So I kept going into relationship after relationship and situation after situation and just was in all this toxicity because I wasn't right within myself right and I settled for a lot of things and I didn't value myself because I didn't have a man meaning my father there to really teach me and show me okay this is how a woman is supposed to be treated you know this is you have to value yourself you know I didn't have that I didn't have those type of experiences so I kind of went on what everyone else was doing and what I thought was the right thing to do so um, I haven't been in a lot of adult relationships. I've only had three major adult, I've had like situationships and pockets of things throughout my life, but I only been in three legitimate serious adult relationships, but they were long relationships that I should never have been in. You know, so I've always been in long relationships and, and quote unquote committed relationships, but they were never fruitful. So my last relationship was for, we were together for almost seven years. Yeah, about seven years, exactly seven years we were together. And um, we did everything that we weren't supposed to do. You know, I did the living with the person, you know, prior to him, I lived with someone else too. But with him, I was like, ah, we're not going to live together and all this stuff. I was like, I learned my lesson from the last one. That was a total disaster. But things came back and wound up living together, right? And you know what they say, they say, um, why buy the cow and get the milk for free? <laughs> so we were doing everything that we were, weren't, we were doing everything but what we but being in covenant. Everything that was that supposed to be in a marriage, we were doing it as a boyfriend and girlfriend. You know what I mean? So that in itself, what it changed the dynamic of things. So why does he have to work for anything if I'm giving everything up to him anyway? You know what I mean? So we played house for a very long time. Playhouse for a very long time. And it's so crazy. We wind up getting engaged. We did. And it's so funny that we bring this up because I was talking to my um, sister friend last night about this. And I was like, I really believe that our separation, our breakup was divine separation from the Lord because it's so interesting how seven, um, biblically, biblical meaning of seven means completion. And it's so interesting how we got to a place of engagement. God was like, mm that ain't happening. I didn't allow you to do it your way all these years. You've been doing all this foolishness. Now you, now you about to get married. No, 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 no. And the Lord revealed to me two weeks prior to us getting breaking up. God told me, God told me, I didn't know it was God speaking to me. I just knew in my, I just knew, knew that he was going to leave. And we was having a lot of issues. It's, it's, it felt like we had so many issues there, but it felt like all of a sudden, my eyes got open or something. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. And I started seeing all this stuff that was going on um, between us. So I definitely was not doing it God's way at all in the beginning. Absolutely not. It was even coming my radar. I was doing it the way the culture says. Culture says you meet someone, you like them. Y'all, you know, y'all, y'all, you know, y'all hang out, whatever the case may be. Um, y'all get in a relationship next thing you know you're supposed to be living together um so I honestly felt like us entertaining even the idea of marriage was just a, a checklist like something just take a check on our list to do because we've been together for so long so when the Lord had told was had me actually two weeks prior to us breaking up God had told me to do a budget he said do a budget and um as if he wasn't going to be there so at work i'm here sitting here making a budget my co-workers looking at me like i'm crazy like what are you doing grace i said i gotta do a budget because i really believe my ex-fiance is gonna leave <laughs> and it sounded crazy coming out my mouth but that's what i knew and it happened and i really believe it was divine separation and i'm not going to sit up here and lie to you and tell you that i had my life that i had a eureka moment like oh my god you know, I need to get back with the Lord. No, I still was acting a fool. And at that time period, um, I went, I was very depressed. Um, even though I was told about it, I still wasn't prepared for it because so many things happened even after we broke up. Uh, and I was very depressed, but I was in the middle of 
my last year of graduate school. I had my son to take care of. I just did not have time to sit down and process anything. I really didn't want to because I was so hurt and heartbroken that I was like, I did what I did best was run away from the situation. Like I'm good. Um, and then I just got into other, I got into other situationships to try to mend my broken heart. And I always tell people time does not heal wounds, dealing with it did. So I had no understanding what marriage was even about. I didn't even, I didn't really even understand that marriage was a God idea. I never understood that the reason why God created marriage was to show his love for his church, to show his love for his bride. As women of God, we are God's bride first, right? He, we, are his, we are his bride before we are a, earth, a, a bride to an earthly man. That's right. So I didn't even understand that God designed marriage in a way. I didn't understand the importance of marriage, the significance of marriage that I just felt like marriages are something people do. Because guess what? I grew up in a broken home. Yes, my parents were eventually got back together. They were separate for a long time. But I didn't see healthy marriages. I didn't see healthy holistic marriages. You know, that's not, I never seen healthy functional relationships. So that was my guide. Culture was my guide. So I didn't understand that not only is marriage a God idea, God uses marriage as a ministry, as a stage to show his faithfulness, as a stage to show his goodness is, is sacrificial. That love is sacrificial. That's why God said, why yet we were still sinners, why yet we were still sinners that Christ died for us is sacrificial. If you don't, God was telling me like, Grace, if you can't even trust me, a perfect being, how are you going to trust a flawed man? So I knew I wasn't ready to get married. I was not ready to be no one's wife. I'm telling you, if, we, if I had got married to my ex, we would have got divorced within a year because neither one of us was ready Wow. at all. I know that for a fact because I didn't understand that wife is just a title. Help me is the function. I didn't understand the functionality of being a wife. I just understood the title and the rank. That's it. That's and I didn't weird. understand that God started dealing with me. I didn't understand that marriage is actually death. Marriage is used to sanctify us to be holy. Right? Because you're dealing with a whole nother individual that has a difference of opinion. <laughs> you know, he, they're a totally different person than you. They have a different opinion. Sometimes their attitude may be funky. You're going to have to yes. learn how to deal with that. You're going to have to learn to understand that marriage comes in seasons. The same person that you married in the beginning is not going to be the same person even a year later because of life experiences. And marriage exposes things that are already there. It's like a magnifying glass because that person knows every little thing to poke the bear, right? So God had taught me like marriage is for sanctification, Marriage is not to just be flicking it up on Instagram or Facebook. Right. That's great to have someone to do life with and someone to, to, to do a vision, you know, the whatever vision that God's put uh, for your family to do together. That's beautiful. But marriage is truly for sanctification. It's to help you be more pure. It's to help you to die to your attitude, die to your clapback and love this person unconditionally. Because there can be some days you're not even going to like your spouse because they done pissed you off, right? But you're going to have to love them through that. You're going to have to love them even in their season of not yet. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, Pastor Jerry had taught us that. <laughs> even in their season of not yet, those things that you've asked him to do that he ain't doing yet. <laughs> the, the man that you want him to be, that you know that he can be, and he has not leveled to that yet. He's still immature in those places. Because as women of God, we've been, we've been taught that we're the prize. And yes, we are the prize, but we have to also understand that the men of God are still God's sons. You know, God wants what's best for them too, right? So he's not going to send us a whole complete package. This is not right. build a man. There are going to be still places in his life that he needs to mature in. And he's going to send you as a person to help him develop in those areas. This is why you need to know who you're called to. Because a lot of us are attaching ourselves to men that we're not even called to. 
because God designs us as nurturers, right? He designed us as nurturers. This is, this is how he created us to begin with. He didn't create us to be so strong and so independent. Unfortunately, that's how culture has made us. And as a single mother, you know, I have no choice but to be strong. I have no choice but to be independent. Granted, for me, lucky for me that my son's father is very active in my son's life now, but predominantly everything's on me though. So I know in marriage, I'm gonna have to, even before marriage, as I was telling you before, I have to learn to allow people to do things for me. So God is teaching me to be my femininity. It's okay, Grace, to allow, to let people do, help you with stuff. Stop being so prideful. So we have to learn how we are designed. God designed us to be helpmates. God designs us to be nurturers. God designed us to be soft. It doesn't make you weak. When he said, when the word says we're a weaker vessel, it doesn't mean that we're weak. It doesn't mean that we are not capable of doing things, but it just means that there's the way that God designed us, right? He designed us in that manner that we're just delicate, you know? We're delicate. So we can't allow our pride to keep us, like allow our pride to keep us from active, we're, like, activating the super woman syndrome, <laughs> right? Like I can right. do this, I can do that, I can do this. And then we want mm-hmm. to be burnt out and resentful. Yeah. And so it's so many things that God's taught me. Like I didn't know any of this stuff five, 10 years ago. I didn't know any of this stuff. What is 2021? I didn't know any of this stuff in 2018. Yeah. Literally. You know, God had to get, I had to get to a place in isolation. A lot of us don't want to be in isolation. We want to jump from one relationship to another. God told me to get myself off those, those dating apps. And I had to sit with myself. And when I had that true encounter with God, that transformation, God revealed to me the things that were in my heart that I never truly dealt with, that I hid there, the rejection issues, the abandonment issues. And I understood that my first relationship with a man, being my father, changed my whole outlook and how I saw men. And that I've had other incidences with other men and then, you know, my trust been violated. That changed my narrative and how I saw men. So for me, I was like, I'm going to get... I'm going to get whatever I'm going to get from this man, regardless how he feels. I'm not going to allow anyone to hurt me again. And I created this wall. I created this wall claiming that I'm setting boundaries. I'm not setting boundaries. I was setting a wall. And people couldn't really get to know grace for who grace truly is. And I painted this facade. And because I painted this facade and I was living in delusion and deception, I will migrate to people who are just like me on the inside that was broken. Similar spirits Mm -hmm. because I was broken and I wanted to save people. Like I can save him. I can help Mm -hmm. him as if he's a project and not allowing God to do the inner work in this person and not understanding my value. God is not going to send me a complete person right? However, there's some things that this man should have in place. I'm not here to be his savior. Then I'm being God to him. I'm here to help and guide him and pour things into him and help him the areas he needs to mature in. But at the end of the day, how I help him is through intercession. I think as we forget that we have a mouth. Yeah. You can change your husband's heart by praying for him interesting for him you can't change his heart god the holy spirit will the holy spirit would deal with him Mm -hmm. but you have to open your mouth and intercede intercession is a love language and god has taught me that Mm. when we intercede for other people the word and job said that it was when Job interceded for his friends. Remember, Job's friends came to him and was talking all kinds of rubbish to him. Was some, oh, you did this. This is why God did this to you. Oh, you did this. They had, they didn't have no knowledge of who God truly was because God does not. Things don't happen to us because God wants to punish us. So they didn't even understand the nature of who God was, and they all absolutely didn't even know who their friend was, right? So they called themselves trying to. They called themselves trying to. Uh, comfort him but it was making the situation worse so Job didn't have a hardened heart it was like I'm not gonna pray for my friends the word says when he 
after he interceded with his friends is when he got restoration. And God gave him double. His latter years was better than his former right. years. So you can't, right. and you can't harden your heart. That's what the word tells us. Um, love holds no records of wrong, right? So when you harden your heart, you can't intercede on behalf of your spouse. How you expect your spouse to really truly change if you're not even going to the, per the one who can change him, which is God, and bring him to the throne of grace. Trust me, God will deal with him. Because by he's busy pointing fingers at you, God's like, well, this is the wife I gave you. Right? So these are the things that Lord was, has been, the guy has been downloaded to me that I didn't understand anything about forgiveness because I grew up in a household where we forgive nobody. Oh, what? Right? Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Right? Loving yourself. Love thy neighbor as yourself. I have to love, before I can even pour love into someone else, I have to love myself first. I have to love myself through my imperfections. I have to give myself grace. How can I extend grace to my husband if I can't extend grace to myself? So this is the wisdom the Lord has poured into me. So, I mean, I've been single for a long time. <laughs> 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 Some people come on by, you know, that's been interested in me and over through the, the last mm -hmm. four to the three years and I'll give them an opportunity. And then like, God's like, nope, mm -hmm. that's, that's not it. Yeah. Like, okay, I got to put my, what they said, tell between my, you know, between my legs. I was like, okay, Lord, he ain't it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. but I had to consecrate myself in the very beginning and, and get off social, um, the, the social site, the dating sites. And just God and I have one-on-one -on -one so God can start dealing with the things in my heart and start healing me because he could send me someone and I would mismanage him. If he sent me someone mm -hmm. in 2018, 2019, I would have mismanaged that, that man. I would have mismanaged that promise. I would not have been a good steward because I had, I had no clue what I was doing. Still don't really, but I have a little bit more wise now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those are the things that, you know, over the course of the last three years, he's been dealing with me about just me becoming, you mm -hmm. know, stop being less focused about that man, continue interceding on behalf of your husband, but you ask God to deal with you. So mm -hmm. I'll always ask God, purify my heart. God, show me the areas I need to still work on, you know, whether it's in my finances, my business, my career, you know, the heart, the inner things I need to work on, my mindset, whatever it is, because I'm trying to be an asset to my husband, not a liability. Right. I'm not going to come into his life and cause chaos in his life. If anything, I'm trying to be fruitful, mm -hmm. right? Because when we come together, it's multiplication. God is a God of multiplication. That seed is supposed to multiply. I'm not coming to my husband's life to add to his life. I'm coming to his life to multiply his life. And the same for me. So there's things I have to deal with my, deal with me in order for me to be that suitable help me for him because it's about, it's about being suitable, not compatibility. Culture has taught us to be compatible. Oh, as long as y'all have similar interests, as long as y'all like the same ice cream, as long as y'all got the same, because I'm being, I'm exaggerating, but this right. is what culture has taught us. Kingdom has taught us to be suitable. Adam did not realize he needed a suitable help me until he was in his assignment. He had to go and name those animals before he realized I'm, hmm, mm -hmm. ain't nobody amongst here that's mm -hmm. like me. Mm -hmm. So as women of God, we have to understand that man may not even recognize you until he's in his assignments. What does he need you for if he ain't got nothing to build? Come on You're now. a help meet. You're going to help him meet that vision that God's put over your, both your life as a unit. If he ain't got nothing to help you to help him meet, what are you doing? Right. He needs to go find vision first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need a man who has vision. Is he going to have it all together? If he's going to have every piece together, absolutely not. Right. But he needs to know who he is in Christ. He needs to understand his purpose, at least have an inkling in that direction. Because if he does not even know God devotionally, how can he know God directionally to even lead you? If this man, mm. who is he leading in his life? These are things we need to be looking at. It's not about him just right. being cute. Yes, 
my man's gonna be my man okay I ain't ain't worried about that I ain't worried about that but I need to know that this man have vision right I mm-hmm. need to know, is this man submitted to God? Because when he's submitted to God, is he going to be exactly. perfect? Absolutely not. He's not Jesus exactly. Jr. But I need to know that he's submitted to God because when he's submitted to God and has a yes. genuine relationship with God, he will honor me as God's daughter. He's not going to yes. play with me. You know, it reminds me of, um, have you seen, uh, uh, I think it's on YouTube and um, Sarah Jake Roberts' channel on YouTube. But she basically said that she didn't get married to her husband Torre because he was good looking. Mm. They got married to make hell mad. Listen, that's the whole purpose. That's the whole point. So deep. That's deep. That's deep. That's why you have to understand who you are in Christ and understand what you carry. Because when you know what you care, you know your individual assignment. You're not going to align yourself with just anybody. Because the word said, can two walk together except they are agreed? So the world can tell you whatever they want to tell you. But when it comes right. to kingdom, your assignment, or y'all go, your assignment needs to be aligned. Y'all need to at least come into agreement. Do I expect my husband to be um, a speaker like me or anything like that? I mean, right. no, not necessarily. But I know right. he's, going to be, he's going to be God's mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. God has already been showing me things. So I know that we are going to be doing some level of ministry together. I know that. And the ministry does not necessarily need to be behind a pulpit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ministry is meeting people where they're at. So I know mm-hmm. God is going to, my husband and I are going to be in an agreement with us, proclaiming God's word and helping people become, helping build people, right? And growing their relationship with God. I know that much. So mm-hmm. it, it, yes, you want someone that you're physically attracted to. I know God right. is not going to do an okie doke on me. I know he just, <laughs> that's just not how it's going to happen. I just know that. <laughs> God knows. God knows. <laughs> he knows, right? So come on now. So I already know that. I know that's tougher. But I know that it's about vision. I know it's about, we see what we, we see right now, but God sees beyond, right? So it's not about our sight, it's about vision. So for me, I have to have a, a man who, who has vision. You know what I'm saying? Who has a husband who has vision. He doesn't see, and he doesn't see grace of today, right? He sees what I can be and can speak into that part of me and vice versa. Has vision for our family because a, a good man leaves a inheritance for his children's children. So it's about that vision. Yes. Right. It's about that vision about us working together. Mm -hmm. God ain't putting two, he ain't putting two perfect people together. We're not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But as we go through this thing of life, we're being perfected by the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. And for me, so there's certain character characters, characteristics I look for. I need to see that submission to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's not lip service. Right. I need to see there's a changed behavior. Mm-hmm. I need to see that you sin blatantly makes you sick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't be with someone who's lukewarm and just likes because then you're gonna bring me down. Mm-hmm. And and I have and I have to think about my child and my unborn children. And I, I am living a legacy for my children. And I want my, my children are gonna be future leaders in Christ. You know what I'm saying? I'm trained them up my son now to know one learn God for himself so I definitely not going to attach be attached myself to anyone who doesn't know the Lord I'm just I'm just to each their own that's just not what I'm going to do right you know Mm -hmm. what I mean does he have to be is he going to be like quote does he need to quote every scripture in the book in the bible good good book no but I need to I need him to be able to be striving to learn more of the word, be understanding of the word and how to actually apply it to his life because that's when you get transformations, when you actually apply it to your life. And there's certain biblical principles that I look for. Yes, I want a praying man. Yes, I want a man who believes in fasting mm-hmm. because I believe in that. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that when we're in that secret places where we can hear from God, I, I, someone who can hear God's voice because he's going to have to be the prophetic voice of our family and guide us, right? So I need to be able to, he has to be able to hear. So there's just something spiritually that I need to be able to see 
that he's actively doing his life. And of course, someone of good character, someone who's generous. One of the biggest attributes that I appreciate someone who's kind mm-hmm. and considerate mm-hmm. and is willing to be inconvenienced by mm-hmm. me in a sense, not, not in a way like is me being selfish or anything, but he's willing to spend his time and resources on grace mm-hmm. <laughs> because That's love good. is sacrificial. That's good. So if he can't make time for me now, and we're in courtship and he can't make time for me, what's going to happen in marriage when we're going to have even more things that we're going to have to divide our time in? Mm -hmm. So these are the things as single women, we have to start looking, you know, not if he got a beer game and he chiseled chiseled up, that's great and all, but sis, Mm -hmm. where is his mindset? Right. Where's his mindset? Where's this going? What's he doing with his life right now? Is he dealing with his emotions, like emotional uh, stability, mental stability? These are the things we have to be looking for. It's, is there any d- stewardship, financial stewardship, mm-hmm. all these different things, you That's know, that good. we need to be paying attention to because the enemy exactly. sends counterfeits. Hmm. I feel like every time I'm in a fast or do some challenge, everybody and their mama with semi-friend requests. I get an influx of them. I'm like, who are these oh, wow. dudes? And where'd y'all come from? Because my phone mm. was sure was dry before. <laughs> <laughs> but God's got me in a place to, because I know my assignment, mm-hmm. God's been giving me a place where I'm very discerning who I allow my space, even on social media. Yes, you send me a request, man or woman, I will go through your page to see right. who you because are. I don't want, who are you? Why are you mm-hmm. here? Because I don't want the wrong. And he would show me, he has shown me people to stay away from. Like I will get an uneasy mm-hmm. feeling about them. And then like, it's so strong. It's like, um, there's a difference between discernment and discerning of spirits. So I know I, he'll give me like that discernment. I can discern the spirit behind that person and I will feel it. And then you know, through research, I was like, oh yeah, now I know why I was feeling that way. God will reveal me like, okay, I'm not mm. even going to att- allow that person to be my friend on Facebook. My Most of my stuff is public. You can follow me, but we're not going to be friends on right. Facebook because right. I don't want that connection because exactly. God already given me warning to stay away from you. I'm going to stay away from you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think these are just things we have to start taking because the enemy is not scared of you. No, if he, he if he wasn't even scared of God, like the devil was like, took people, the, some of the, it took the, the fallen angel, he took them. Some of them like, oh no, he wanted to be above God. He wasn't, he has no fear of God. He does not. So what makes you think as a human being, he fears you. He's not hmm. intimidated by you. What he's intimidated by is what you carry. So that's mm-hmm. why he tries to derail your purpose. That's why he wants you to not know who you are because your identity is tied to your purpose. And that's why he mm. tries so hard, even in the or even in the womb, to cause confusion. Even in the womb, he tries to cause confusion. The word says, when the Lord says, when he was talking to the prophet um, Jeremiah, he said, I knew you. Before you was even in your mother's womb, I knew you right? He knitted us in our mother's womb, right? So that's where the enemy, enemy will come for the womb because that's where your identity starts. God knew you before you was even your mother's womb. That means he already gave you identity right. before you was even thought of. So that's where the enemy comes. He comes to, he comes to causes identity crisis. That's why he throws, he starts in the womb. He can't get you in the womb when you come out. He starts with all these issues. That's why people be having all this trauma in their life because mm-hmm. he wants you to be so confused and so messed up that you don't even, you don't even know who you are. Mm. And when you don't know who you are and what you carry, then you don't understand your purpose. You don't understand your assignments in life. This is a tactic of the enemy. So you have to know who you are. You have to know your assignments. You have to know your flaws. You have to know yourself. And it's a self-discovery is a long, it's a, it's a process. Is that you're gonna be doing this forever. You're gonna be learning new layers about your, some things about myself. I'm like, 
dag I didn't know that was even in there. Mm-hmm. Like, God, like, help me with that. And Grace said, I yeah. did not know I had that in me. <laughs> and I'll be in a situation, that thing will come right out. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we don't understand that, we will take everybody on a ride. Yes, we will. We will allow everybody to get in our car. We won't know who to drop off. We won't understand that this is this person was in my life for a season. God be the glory. Now it's time for them to get out. Because mm-hmm. people, there's some people, they're not lifetime people. They're just there for a season. season. That's it. Yep. But if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you carry. You don't know your mm. purpose and your assignments. You allow, you align yourself with everybody. You won't know when it's to cut it off, when to cut off that umbilical cord, when it's to cut it off. God has shifted the people that I'm with now are not the people that I started with. Mm-hmm. I may have like one friend that I've been friends with for years. Mm-hmm. My God sister, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But God has brought people in my life, has taken people out of my life. And it's yeah. not easy. I'm not saying it's not, it's easy. I've gone through even friendships that have been broken up and that I had to go through grief about that because I was trying to hold on to those things. God's like, they're not going to go where you're going. You need to let that go. Mm. And, and it hurts it's painful and then you have people who think you better than them and I'm like they think that you changed and I'm like isn't that the point right evolution I, y'all you're supposed to change <laughs> you're supposed to become I Ooh. would never think I'm better than anyone because right. I have not arrived mm-hmm. but I am going to change as long as the Lord keeps trying. I'm going to, I'm not going to be the same grace. I'm not even the same grace from last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm not going to be stagnant to make you comfortable. So either you're going to level up to where I'm at, or you're going to be left in the dust. Cause I got places to go. Exactly. It's not being ignorant or arrogant, excuse me, arrogant, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I, God did not create me to dim my light. So you could be comfortable. He said, I was a city. <laughs> on the hill mm-hmm. my light is to shine so others will see my good work so they can give glory to god i don't do nothing unto man man did not call me as mm-hmm. apostle paul said man did not call me christ called me mm-hmm. so why would i dim my life and dim me becoming to please you right i'm not gonna do that so you know i said a whole mouthful but <laughs> The point I'm making is you're going to go through transitions. Right. You're going to go through different stages of life. Just trust the process. It is not easy to do because sometimes I get weird and discouraged. Like, God, I don't want to do another thing. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I'm done. So what were the steps that you took to define what that role of of as, as a wife to define how to love yourself, to give yourself grace, mm-hmm. um, to be patient with yourself. What, what steps did you take? How did you evolve that relationship with God to, to become who hope. you are? <laughs> there you go. I hope. Uh, when God started dealing with me, he got me when I went back to church in 2018. In fact, I, I think I, I spoke this even with you before, even me going back to church was supernatural. He told me the church to go to. You know, God told me the church. I was looking for a whole nother church. And I found my church. God told me, keep going, keep going, keep going. I found my church looking for another church. So God directed me to a church. So I found a community. So I found a community church. Then I was in a program. I like to call it like Christian counseling, but it was like, it's pretty much a um, godly dating program, but they deal with you. So you don't even get to the dating part until you start dealing with you. So I had to go mm-hmm. through deliverance um learning how to effectively pray with scripture because we don't understand that we walk in authority the same thing that they were the early church was doing we can do if we just tap into our authority and have faith okay i'm not even gonna get stirred up on that right now because that's that's, i'm just i'm just putting that out there you have authority you have authority the word tells you have authority you have authority power so so you have the power of the holy spirit in you you Mm -hmm. just gotta tap into it you gotta get to a place of fasting consecrating yourself fasting and praying so god can speak to you these things so you can walk in your authority right Mm. so anyway he started dealing with me about my, my issues and stuff like that. So then I got to the dating part and learning how to really, truly date God's way. And then through that platform, I met another couple 
the flowers and they had wife academy and i was enrolled in wife academy since 2018 and this that program they this year they didn't do it this year because they they launched their church and all that stuff they were doing but i've been in that program with other women other uh, community of women as well and they started we started dealing with us first like learning how to be a bride to christ first right walk in obedience doing your assignment start dealing with your internal issues all your childhood trauma all that stuff and they was pouring into us every week doing lessons homework mm -hmm. assignments all that stuff so i started applying that then we started learning how to do the, the practical things, not just the spiritual things when it comes to marriage, like learning how to communicate, right? Um, even when it comes to, you know, sex, I think sex is not even talked about enough, you know, to singles, because I guess they think we're going to all go out there and do all this crazy stuff, but they like, they don't understand that these are things that need, that single women need to hear about, you know mm. what I mean? Because we have been taught that sex, we've been, we didn't, we haven't been taught that sex is a God idea. Okay. Right, it's in covenant. God created in covenant because it's so powerful, but it's a God idea because culture has perversed it. Right, mm. so a lot of people like to shy away from talking about that thing, but we have to understand in marriage, sex is a big deal. Mm. It <laughs> is. Trust you me, know? it is. It's a big deal, but it's not something that we're talked about. So through yeah. Wife Academy, all the practical things they taught us, not just the biblical principles, but the practical things in marriage, learning how to talk to your spouse, right? Mm -hmm. Learning to how to allow that man to lead, learning to, uh, as Patrick Jerry would say, not not to be a, a deadbolt, a, a deadbolt, right? Not to be a vault. You want that man to open up to you. You're going to have to learn how to give him a safe space where he can open up to you. Because as soon as he let his guard down, open up to you, you belittle him or you dismiss him. Guess what? He's not going to open up to you again. It's going to take a long time for him to open up to you because of the fact that you, you, he, he he went on the limb to open up to you and then you just dismiss his feelings, right? So he taught us that stuff. And then, you know, Pastor Jerry also did uh, return the king. So he also was dealing with the men too, right? Of two separate programs, obviously. But I did that. I got myself a mentor. I have a men I've had a mentor since last year and God sent me her too. So straight told me I need a mentor. I didn't believe my person like Grace does not need a mentor. He said it again to me. I was minding my, my black owned business and God told me in my bedroom, you need a mentor. I heard it loud, like when you and I are speaking, I heard it in my spirit so loud and he said it again. So I was like, okay, Lord, if I need a mentor, who is it? He gave me a vision. Who was? She's been my mentor. She's married. She's the first lady of our church. You know, she's involved wow. in women's ministry, leads women's ministry, children's ministry that I teach in. Um, so she's a physician. She does, she's, does everything pretty much I do. So I knew God sent her to me for a reason, just to help me to walk through life. Right. So I have a mentor. Um, I get have a relation, I have I had a relationship coach. We're getting back into it again. Mm -hmm. But I had a dating, dating relationship and um, personal development coach. So he's he was helping me walk through things that we had group coaching, did all that stuff too, some one-to-ones. And I'm gonna get back into that one again when he reopens his program. So I got help. I have a community of sisters, you know, that I can, that pours into me and that I pour into. So it's about not being prideful, get help, you know, reach out to your church members. If they have, if they have groups you can join. I know single ministries sometimes depending on church you make, it's laughable, but you know, get yourself in a community of women who are becoming too, and are going the same direction as you go and like-minded right. women that you kids can pour into each other, hold each other accountable, pray for one another, be transparent mm -hmm. with, right? So get a community. That's important. You know, get in your word, study the word of God. When I say study, I don't just mean read, just read it. Like really get into that word and meditate on the word, hold God's word in your heart. That's what's going to keep you going, encourage you. Because whenever I get in, discouraged, I start remembering Galatians 6, 9, let us not get weary doing good for in due season, you will reap the harvest. If you faint not, it's conditional. If you faint not. So God's promises comes with conditions. We keep forgetting that God will give us the promises, but there are things that you have to do. There's instructions that are precursors to his promises. Okay. So God is not cruel. He's not like holding this, like, oh my God, I'm taking this back from me. Oh my God. But you have to do your part. So there's things that you can do. Get yourself a community, get in the word of God, worshiping. Worship is our worship. 
when you're being discouraged, get to worshiping. Um, fasting, fasting will help you die to your flesh real quick. <laughs> You'll turn down that note real quick. Fasting, you know, being prayerful. Be active in your, in your assignments. Ruth wasn't chasing after no man. She just wanted to be in the field and get her earnings. That's it. Boaz recognized her because she was in her purpose. He didn't even know who she was. He's like, who is that woman? And that man tried to throw shade and said she was a Moabite. We, if y'all know the history of the Moabites, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he tried to throw shade, but that's mm-hmm, all right. Mm-hmm. But Boaz recognized her because of her work ethic. Because you don't need to be chasing and pursuing any man. Mm-hmm. Okay? Get in your assignment. Live your life. Mm-hmm. Live your life. You do not have yeah. to wait to get married to go on vacation, go out to eat, go to movies, <laughs> self-care. Listen, listen I go and get myself. I love getting my hair done. Everyone that knows me, Latika knows I love getting my hair done, get my nails done. <laughs> Sister, to be slayed, okay? I be slayed, okay? Because if that's the case, so let's see me in the streets, you know? Okay. Be together. <laughs> I be together. Sometimes I be bumming yes. it. Yes. But I, if you see me a hair wrap, that means I ain't have my hair done. I'm about to get that done. I'm about to get it done. But just take care of yourself. Whatever that yeah. looks like to you. For me, it's doing up, but it may not look like that to you. Whatever it looks right. like to you. You don't need a man to do those things. Right. You don't need that. Have girls night, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so these are the things God wants you actively doing. Because you want to also have, when, you, when the right person do come along, you want to have things to share with them. You want to be well-rounded person. You don't want to be like, oh, I just sit at home watching Netflix and chill and eating bonbons all day or whatever they y'all eat, ice cream, mm-hmm. whatever. You want to be a well-rounded person. You want to be able to have things to share with them, have things to discuss. But if you're not actively walking in your assignment, you're not living your life, what do you have to share with this man? You don't have any experiences, no nothing. You're not going to be talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all day, on day, right? right. You want to have mm-hmm. experiences and things you want to be able to come into you know things that you guys may have similarity together that you that can bring that can help you guys bond but if you don't have a life what are you going to be what are you going to talk about mm-hmm. you got to get, get a life sis get a life unless he's a ups man or the garbage man he ain't knocking on your door i'm sorry unless he's your neighbor then that's a little creepy because if he's your neighbor you might not want to do that that's a little too close to the neighborhood i'm just saying. okay <sighs> but my point i'm making is get yeah. a life Get a life, woman of God. Don't yeah. let church, like the body of Christ has done such a disservice when it comes to relationships with women because now we feel like we have to perform for love. Now we have to feel like we have to fit X, Y, and Z. Oh, I can't do this until I have a husband. I can't do that until I have a husband. Let, let me tell you something. I own my own home. Granted, I got mm-hmm. this home when I was in my last relationship, but when I refinanced my house, I wasn't going to sell my house because I'm not in a relationship. I mm-hmm. own my own home. Mm-hmm. you do not have to wait to have a husband unless the lord tells you it's not the time to buy a house fine but you do not have to wait to have a husband in order to be able to do these beautiful wonderful things in your life is my point i'm making yes he needs to be searching for you another example abigail and david mm. okay abigail was married to her that fool <laughs> of a husband but she used wisdom yeah she right? did. She, she used wisdom and saved David from making a fool of himself. She did. And David recognized that she was wise. And at the end, he came looking for her. Abigail wasn't chasing after no David. No. They, the word says David sent for her. Mm-hmm. He sent for her. Your husband will send for you, but you got to mm-hmm. set up these standards and let him know like, listen, you have to come up here, boo. Yeah. I ain't coming down here to you. Mm. That's it. And a man who truly God sent to be your husband or the man who God sent to be your husband, the man that's truly for you, he is not going to have any problems meeting your standards. Mm. Guess what? He has his own standards. A man, a true man of God who's chasing after God's heart has purpose. He has his own standards. You have to meet too. He's not going to link himself with any old woman. Mm. He's not going to look for Delilah and the Jezebel Hmm. unless he's still carnal. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. but, but he's not he's not he's hmm. gonna be thinking all kinds of stuff like when he's observing you like is this woman gonna be, be can she even fit this vision that god has for me has for our family 
if this comes to children, can she raise my children? Is she, can we team up together to make, as you say, hell mad? Yeah. A true man, a guy who knows who he is, understands his purpose and assignment. He's not going to be so focused on your look. Yeah, your your visual appearance may attract him, mm-hmm. but your character is what's going to keep him. Mm-hmm. Your character is what's going to give him give you favor with your husband. Mm-hmm. And Boaz recognized her work ethic. He recognized that Ruth was generous. We so focus on Boaz so much, we don't even recognize the characters of Ruth. He even told, I saw how you was stuck with your, your mother-in-law, how you was so good to your mother-in-law. He noticed how generous Ruth was. So to find the one, you have to become the one. Mm. That's just what it boils down to. So we attract who we are. So if you want this boss man of God who got a little thug appeal in him, because we know how y'all be doing. Y'all just want well, I want him a little street in him, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, you need to be who you want. Yeah. You need to, if you want to attract the right man. You need to be that you need to be you need to become yourself so you can draw in the right people that's right and yes there's gonna be a couple of toes that come in there little people Mm -hmm. is gonna try you but at the end of the day you are looking for certain you need to become you're looking for a man that's fit you need to be in the gym you're looking for a man who likes Mm -hmm. you need to be doing those things for yourself not to get a man but for yourself right you want a man who's in business what are you doing? Are you, right. are you been in position yourself? Mm-hmm. So position is not just spiritual in our heart. Also, also physically. Mm-hmm. Don't go against online. Facebook, it may not be a quote unquote dating site, but trust me, that men are checking for you. All right. Okay. <laughs> they be checking on profiles. Okay. <sighs> I'm telling you from experience. I'm not even trying to be funny. They oh be checking goodness. like, oh, she a boss. Okay, I need, I gotta level up. I wanna get with her. She go, she go. She has to move things around just to make room for me. You wanna mm-hmm. be so busy, so mm-hmm. productive that you don't even give that. That man can. He has to make. He has to schedule time with you. So you know what I'm saying? That's so good. When you're so busy and being productive, doing what you're supposed to do, living your life. Hmm. You're not going to be busy. You're not going to have time chasing after no man. Nope. You won't. At all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's going to have to work around just to get your attention. Mm-hmm. That is, That's that what is so be. good. I, I love that. We attract who we are. We attract who we are. I love that. And if we do the things to become the woman that we are destined to be, Mm-hmm. we will become that wife that's right we will become that wife and and become that wife grace where where were you like 15 years ago before i got married <laughs> i don't know girl i run the streets when my book is released y'all gonna see that i was running the streets i sure was i was uh, i was doing all kinds of foolishness oh my goodness so trust me i'm like where was i when i was in those dysfunctional relationships <laughs> let me ask myself that like where was this this grace where was i, like, I but i know everything happens for a reason and yes. i know that you know you have to go through those things to learn you do. If I didn't go through all those different things and make some of those decisions that i made i wouldn't have the wisdom that god's poison. exactly so um it's just about putting into application really really putting these things start applying these things to your life so you can see change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I've been um, reading a lot of Joyce Meyer's books mm-hmm, lately, mm-hmm. a lot of her devotionals and journals. And, you know, she, if you are not familiar with Joyce Meyer, she has a beautiful um, story of forgiveness. Um, she had mm. to forgive her father because her father sexually yes. abused her. Yes. And it was, she she just beautifully describes how she had to become mm-hmm. a new person. Not only did she have to forgive her father for the act, but she also had to forgive her mother for allowing the act to occur. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I'm sure she has some mother wounds there too. Oh, absolutely. And and she also had, you know, just everything else. So imposter syndrome, defeat. Mm you know, just all these other things. But what I love so much about her and her teaching is she said, I did not go through these experiences 
to hold on to. Yeah. I went through these experiences, these life lessons for me to be able to help other people. That's right. That's right. You know, and so that's what I love so much about you is that the lessons that you've gone through, your experiences in life, you are teaching and helping and guiding and coaching and mentoring other people, married or not, mm-hmm. how to have that transformation, mm-hmm. how to make those internal shifts to become who they are destined to be. Yeah. And I know you talk about that in your latest project. Um, so please tell us a little bit about um, this new book that you have. Yes, my baby. Two years coming in the process. Um, I'm dropping my book next week. It's called A Rose is Still a Rose, um, Overcoming Your Past to Walk in Freedom. And it's pretty much a memoir about my life experiences, the child trauma experience, abandonment, rejection issues, and what we even discussed, um, just the dysfunctional relationships I found myself in, um, and um, going through heartbreak, shame and doubt, guilt, all those different emotions, the different things I went through. And, you know, in my, my poor relationship with my dad, and even my mediocre relationship with my mother, that's gotten way better over the years. And just how God is a redeemer, how he, he left the 99 truly to find me, and um, how he started dealing with me, healing me, um, restoration, me getting a better relationship with God and just growing with God. And, um, um, pretty much how I came back to God after 17 years of running away from, from even the body of Christ, you know, I still kept praying and fasting those different things, but not, I didn't have a true relationship with God. Cause I pretty much operate out of religiosity. Um, and just how having that true encounter with God and really walking in my giftings, um, the spiritual gifts, he's given me my skills and, um, give things as he's given me now just to operate in the coaching field, the mentorship, um, ministering, um, as well, um, teaching his word and different things like that. And just continue becoming, cause like I said, wholeness is not a one-time stop. It is a lifetime pursuit. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what the book is about. It is getting released um, next uh, next week. Um, my virtual book launch is next week as well. If those who want to attend um, can attend, is you have to register at um, smilebizllc.eventbrite.com. Also, if you want to buy the book, you can actually get that from my website, www.smilebizllc.com. Um, to actually purchase the book Um, and real soon it'll be on Amazon and other different platforms but if you want to purchase directly through my website you can go through there but yeah I'm excited about it you know um, I'm excited too you know you know I was walking in disobedience and didn't want to write this book in the first place (laughs) you know I wrote the devotional first Mm -hmm. the book but God straightened me out real quick and I know that um this is definitely was a God ordained idea because he just opened the way for me to be mm-hmm. able to just gave me provision and just to even align me with the right people to get this book out. And it's already the people have read it. It's already, um, you know, read the, the different mm-hmm. um, excerpts for it. it's already transforming them. So I know that this whole book mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to make a difference because you said something about us these experiences we've gone through is not for us to sit with it. You know, God, the word says he, he came to set the captives free. So he gets us out of bondage so yes. we can be able to go and set people free. The whole purpose of our life is to make disciples, right? Of all nations, disciples in Greek means student. So student mm-hmm. of Christ is our job, you know, as believers, you know, to go and win souls for him. We want to make sure hell is empty. okay so um and help people build them up so they can start dealing with their issues so they can learn who they are in christ and build them up so they can be able to walk in their purpose and their assignments so it's a multiplication because when they're walking in their assignments right they'll bring other people around uh, along with them right so just there's a generational shift 
Mm-hmm. Right, there's a generational shift, so it doesn't stop with us. You are a bloodline shifter, mm-hmm. not just with, just with your not just with your family, but it's a shift all across because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Right, we are the kingdom family, so it's not just our local family, it's not just our immediate family. There's a shift; it's a shift throughout the kingdom. That's mm-hmm. what's important for you to deal with your issues, your internal struggles. It's important to cast this thing at God's feet and allow him to deal with the, the, the darkest place of your life that you've never even told anyone about. Because when you start dealing with those things, you start remembering who you are, who God created you to be. So you can be able to walk in your authority because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I said, hell does not care about you. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, ain't uh, not hell. Devil doesn't care about you. He sure enough doesn't care. He's not scared. He's scared about what you carry. And that's why he tries to derail you from your purpose. Okay. Yes. So, um, I'm just mm. thankful to God. That's it. I'm just thankful. I'm just grateful. Yes. And it. I had a, a sneak peek of the book and, and, you know, I've known Grace for a few years and there are things that I didn't even know about her. So when I was reading the book, I was like, because I am not, I'm telling y'all, I am not the same woman, even from last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Y'all gonna be like, wow. Mm-hmm. She went through all this, all these experiences, and yeah. look how she came out. Yeah, you know, the yeah. fourth man was in the fire. The fourth hmm. man was in the fire. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So you're gonna go through the fire. You cannot avoid the fire. It's gonna happen. Yes. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But remember, the fourth man was in the fire. God has mm-hmm. not forsaken you, he has not forgotten you. He's there to help you. He is there. He's an ever present help in the time of trouble. Yes, he is. He definitely is. So I'll be sure to link your website where we can order your book. And I'm just, I'm so excited for everybody to have it and to just have access to the transformation that can occur. Um, I I can't wait for, but thank you, Grace, for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. This has been so enlightening for us, you know, um, me being uh, a married woman, just some of the things that you have shared here. I mean, I just wrote down like, man, okay, I need to do this now. Um, (laughs) You know, it just, it's just so powerful. And I know that it's going to be powerful for both um, single working moms and Mm -hmm. married working moms. So thank you so much for um, being vulnerable, uh, being as as Mike Todd says, hot, being (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. Being I love honest, him. <laughs> open and transparent. So thank you very much oh, uh, for being hot. And thank you to everyone for joining us for this episode. And I look forward to talking with you guys soon. All right. Thank you so much for joining today's show. It is my hope that you gained at least one tangible tip to help you balance life and grow in your career. I get it. Trust me, being a working mom has its hard moments, but it is possible for you to lead and grow your career and balance life. And in this show, we will continue to talk about it. But before you go, don't forget to check out the show notes for all the highlights, links, and anything else that was mentioned during today's show, because those tips are going to help you make sure that you can balance life and lead and grow your career. Well, until next time, stay well, remember that you are enough, and that God has you covered. See you next time.